Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now, Ajo in on a break. He's got a step to the back end for it. Clicks it off of the post. Ajo had Bobrovsky beat shorthanded. But Slavin gets to it. Sends it out to Jordan Stahl. Now pushes it to McGinn. McGinn's got a break in on Bobrovsky. Shorthanded. Backhand. What a save by Bobrovsky. Florida's Duclair loses control of the puck. And the Canes have another chance at a break. Here comes Natchez on the backhand forehand. Bobrovsky with a great poke check to take it away from Natchez. Three breakaways for the Carolina Hurricanes on that penalty kill opportunity. Harding Natchez has an overtime winner. Let's see if he can put a shootout winner on the resume as he charges in on Bobrovsky. Natchez for it back in. Five hole. And it's a win for the Carolina Hurricanes. What a and Carolina gets the extra point, snaps the three-game losing streak, and will take a 4-3 decision in Florida. That's 10 consecutive shootout wins for the Hurricanes. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. The Hurricanes have figured out how to win a hockey game again. They win it 4-3 in, get this, a shootout. It's been 26 and a half months since the Hurricanes last lost a shootout. December 14th, 2018, against Washington. <laughs> that was the last time. They have now won 10 in a row. They've won all four this season. Uh, and I'm just, on, I'm still kind of a little mad that this game even got into the third period, got even in, into a fourth period. Should not have gone to overtime. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, and Alec Campbell will join us after the break. Real quick, a reminder, as always, I do this all the time, right? I tell you that the Aluminum Company of North Carolina sponsors the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, not only do they do incredible work, they're hockey fans, at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job, and if it's for the exterior of your home, you cannot go wrong. At the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham, frankly, about uh, 15 or so miles from where I am right now on the back porch uh, of the estate. Uh, Exciting win. Not a great thing that this got into a shootout and uh, Florida gets... A loser point because Florida's at the top of the division and you don't want to give teams ahead of you points in the standing. But huge win, 4-3. Canes need to be better in the third period. We will talk about it. Uh, Bad penalty started the whole thing going in the other direction after Carolina had a 2-0 lead. Uh, It was a soft goal that James Reimer allowed to make it 2-1. He should have stopped, should have smothered that puck, didn't. Uh, I don't fault him on either of the other two goals. And then uh, he was good enough in the shootout to get the win. Uh, Reimer's been (laughs) very good in shootouts, obviously. Uh, Three for three this year. Uh, There was a Dougie Hamilton misplay. Might have been a bad decision more than anything else. Uh, Sebastian Ajo didn't get the puck out. uh, That led out of the zone. That led to the third goal. 
uh, that tied it with under two minutes left. Uh, but they found a way, and there were some encouraging things, even about a third period that I think Rod Brindamore is probably disappointed with the way they played the third, because uh, they just it just seemed that they played after the first two six or so minutes they played a little tight, uh, and I guess that's what losing three in a row does to you. You're trying not to make the mistake, and when you try not to make the mistake, you make the mistake. Uh, and I believe that's really what happened. Uh, also, Sergey Bobrovsky, very good. Really good in this game. Uh, yeah, Carolina abused him in the shootout, <laughs> scoring, what, uh, three times in the shootout? Hamilton, Trocek, and the winner by Natchez that you heard. Uh, but the um, but he was otherwise pretty good in this game. Uh, it's probably this, I don't know how many times in a row this is, uh, you know, maybe you go back to the uh, the Nedeljkovic shutout, uh, but the Hurricanes are really kind of losing a lot of goaltending battles. If there is a goaltending battle, uh, the bright side, Mart- uh, Peter Morazic is now uh, practicing with a stick, and that's key if you're a goaltender. Hard to play. I, I don't know. They, they might allow you two gloves. I don't know, but it's hard to play goal unless you have your stick. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll get back soon because I believe Carolina's goaltending will be better when Morazic is playing a little bit more than half the time. So James Reimer doesn't have to play a little bit more than half the time. First period was kind of meh, uh, even bad for Carolina, but they ended up with a one nothing lead thanks to a power play goal. Second period I thought was better, especially... After the shorthanded chances, which you heard in the open, I mean that I think those three uh, shorthanded breakaways happened within 35, 40 seconds. It seemed, uh, and on the second one, on the McGinn one, he had another crack at it. Not only did uh, did Bobrovsky make the save, but Jordan Stahl chased it down, got the pass back to, got the puck back to McGinn, who took another shot. I think they had four shots or five shots on uh, on that particular Florida power play. Uh, yes, Florida did score a power play goal. Their first goal comes on the power play. But uh, Carolina's penalty kill was very, very good tonight. Third period started great. Got the Jake Bean goal. We'll talk about that. Uh, but they have to be better. They have to be more sound, more solid, uh, smarter the way they play the third period. Because I really thought, yeah, they allowed Florida three goals in the third. Uh, you can't do that. A 2 nothing lead. Uh, and they let it go when uh, it's all started, really, I think, with an unnecessary uh, Andrei Svechnikov penalty. I thought Svech was otherwise pretty good tonight, uh, and I think that line was good, uh, Ajo, Svechnikov, and Faust, but uh, Svech makes the mistake on the power play, on you know, allowing the power play with the unnecessary penalty, and Ajo can't get the puck out. Slavin makes a really good play to get Ajo the puck, uh, and he can't get the puck out of the zone. It actually happened a couple of times to Ajo tonight. Uh, and you just have to get the puck out, and the puck went off his stick, and Florida held the zone, and never it never left the zone after that. Florida maintained possession, and eventually uh, it was a great play by Patrick Hornquist that we will get to. Uh, so the issues that we'll talk about with Alec Campbell when we get uh, on the other side of the recap, uh, goaltending uh, is starting to become a little bit of a concern for me, but... I, I do understand that I don't think it will be when Mrazek comes back. Uh, third period, I thought they played pretty tight. 
Uh, and uh, we got to get either Svechnikov or Dougie Hamilton, maybe both a goal at some point. Uh, because uh, it's, I think it's starting to get in their head, but I appreciate the fact that uh, I thought Andre played a pretty good game. Overtime, they played exactly the way you're supposed to play overtime, even though they did give the puck away a couple of times. They got it back. Uh, I thought Carolina was really great in the overtime, and that's the way you're supposed to play it, not the way they did it uh, against Florida back in Raleigh when Jake Gardner tried it. You, you just can't do silly things. You can't, do, you can't try low percentage things. And tonight, I thought that Carolina played the possession game, uh, and to me, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, and they uh, and they did it. We'll also uh, Alec and I will also whip out stars. You know, I only do stars when the uh, when the Hurricanes win. So let's get into the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, Carolina, I thought, was uh, largely uh, not disinterested. Skated fast. Just thought Carolina was imprecise passing the puck, and that means that you don't have the puck because it just takes longer to do everything, and they ended up getting the puck taken from them a bunch. Uh, and I thought Florida was much better. James Reimer's best period was the first period. Uh, Florida at one point out was out shooting Carolina 10-2, uh, but Carolina gets the first power play, and... Now Hamilton, back to Svechnikov. Lays it to Hamilton. Hamilton's wrist- Good job by Dougie, who uh, who didn't take a big windup. He just, uh, you know, basically a short stroke and got good graphite on it with composite on it. Uh, but net front presence has been great for Carolina this year. Vincent Trocek is making a living in the high slot, and it was Trocek's deflection past Bobrovsky that made it one nothing. The key on that power play was puck retrieval. Carolina was great at that on that particular power play. Uh, so Carolina led one nothing uh, at that goal came at seventeen thirty eight. Trocheck's tenth from Hamilton and Svechnikov. Nothing happened in the second period except Carolina took a couple of penalties. Uh, but on one of them, you would have thought that it was Carolina on the power. Now Aho in on a break. He's got a step to the back end for it. Clicks it off of the post. Short-handed. Slavin gets to it. Sends it out to Jordan Stahl. Now pushes it to McGinn. McGinn's got to break it on Bobrovsky. Short-handed. Backhand. What a save by Bobrovsky. Ford is Duclair. Loses control of the puck. And the Canes have another chance at a break. Here comes Natchez on the backhand. Forehand. Bobrovsky with a great poke check to take it away from Natchez. Three breakaways for the Carolina Hurricanes on that penalty kill opportunity. And I swear they came within 40 seconds. It was absolutely amazing. So, uh, second period ends. I thought that was probably Carolina's best period. And it really was ignited by the, <laughs> by that penalty kill. Because uh, if, if you go and if you looked at the, uh, the advanced stats, Carolina had three high danger chances on that Florida power play. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, anyway, it's one nothing after two. Uh, we go to the third, and you know Carolina's got to play a good period. Uh, you know Florida in their last game was down 2 nothing in the third to Dallas and scored three goals, I think in like a three-and-a-half-minute span, uh, and they won the game 3-2. So you know Florida's coming back, and you know how good they are and how dangerous they are. Carolina gets an early power play and a first. Boss to Pesci, Pesci to Bean. Bean wrist with this goal! 
traditional Jake Bean, your first NHL goal. And the Canes two for two on the power play and lead 2-0. All right, let's talk about net front. Nino Niederreiter in front bothered Bobrovsky because that bean shot, uh, if, if there's no net front presence, there's no way Bobrovsky doesn't make a glove save on that. Uh, he goes uh, over the shoulder uh, and just dynamite dynamite shot by Jake Bean, but really a great net front from Nino Niederreiter who gets no assist on the play. Uh, Pesci and Jesper Faust getting assists. Uh, and then, after Andrei Svechnikov just takes an unnecessary holding penalty, look, if it was Jonathan Huberdeau or Alexander Barkov or somebody who's legit dangerous, I get it. But you can't hold Ryan Lomberg in the neutral zone. And as it turned out, Jonathan Huberdeau cashed in. Barkov gets the rebound. Chances out in front. They push out and no score. After three whacks at it, and James Reimer didn't have it covered. Florida's whacking at it. Good goal. Right call. I know uh, Reimer was arguing for it, uh, but it was the right call. That was uh, that was a good goal. So now the momentum has suddenly shifted to Florida, and it didn't take very long uh, for that momentum to result in the tying goal. Now it's Marshman breaking away, and they score on the break with Toronto. Exactly what Shane Willis said you couldn't do happens in Florida. You're, the faceoff is right to the right of Bobrovsky. Florida wins the faceoff, but you see Vetrano and Marchmont just fly down the ice. Slavin is back. Hamilton tries to make a play on the puck in the air, and it maybe it was it went off somebody's helmet or so, uh, but it just I don't know. It's hard to uh, it's hard to be uh, not hard not to be critical after a. Uh, all of a, an offensive zone faceoff results in a two-on-one. It's just uh, it's one of those things that they're going to look at and go, how the hell did that happen? So it's 2-2. But here's the cool part, and I think the best part of the third period, is that from that point on, from the second goal, when Carolina could have been turtling, it was the second goal that got Carolina back going, and about three minutes later, Brett Pesci continues to shine in the offensive zone. Pesci jumps in as he gets the puck from Paquette. Pesci again, second try, they score! Warren Fogle deflects the Pesci shot, and the Canes retake the lead here with 5.55 to go in the third. Pesci now has two goals and 10 assists on the year. The cur- uh, this was the, uh, the 20th game of the season. Uh, so Pesci with uh, with 12 points in 20 games. Uh, but that was his second shot. Brett normally gets shots through, and he did the second time. The first one was blocked, came right back to him, uh, and he just kind of slid over just a little bit, gave himself the room, and I believe he was shooting it at Fogel's stick, uh, and Fogel just deflected it on the side of the goal. So here, here's three, Carolina's three goals in regulation. It's the deflection from Trocek in the high slot. It's Nino Niederreiter with the net front that bothers Bobrovsky that allows Beanshot to go through. And it's Fogel at the side of the goal uh, deflecting in Brett Pesci's shot. 3-2 Carolina. The Canes were playing okay here. They really were doing a good job. 
And then, with some pressure in their own zone, Slavin makes a really nice play to get free and pass the puck up the wall to Ajo, who unfortunately lost the puck off his stick, and then it never left the zone. And ultimately, Patrick Hornquist, with an incredible goal, took a centering feed uh, about, I don't know, thigh high, and uh, deflected it over the shoulder of Reimer. It's just a great individual play. Uh, by Hornfist with less than two minutes left. So we were headed for overtime. Carolina dominated the overtime. They had the only five shot attempts in overtime, the only three shots on goal. Florida did have the puck a few times, but Carolina hunted them down and got the puck back. They were really, really good in overtime. That's the way you're supposed to do it, not the way they did it in uh, Raleigh against the Florida Panthers. Uh, but he ends up going to a shootout, and the uh, the first guy up in the shootout was Dougie Hamilton. Uh, this is after, by the way, an Alexander Barkoff goal. Uh, and Hamilton uh, did uh, did Dougie Hamilton think. Dougie Hamilton, his fourth attempt in the shootout this year. He's one for three as he charges in on Sergey Bobrovsky. Hamilton on the forehand stops. Slides one through the five hole and scores. Bobrovsky can't believe it. Slick move there by Dougie Hamilton and one apiece. Jonathan Huberdeau was stopped by James Ryman. Oh, here's Vincent Trocek. He already has a goal tonight against his former team. Can he get another shootout marker? Two for three in the shootouts this year for the Kings. And he does! But then Patrick Hornquist went bar down. Re- I didn't know this guy had this kind of skill. Patrick, Patrick Hornquist was impressive tonight. And he's got like... Nine goals, something like that. eight or nine goals for Florida this year. He has been absolutely dynamite. Uh, he's also he's just a good player and a great teammate too. Uh, he's really changed the culture in Florida. Uh, so he he ties the shootout. Andrei Svechnikov has a chance to win it. Uh, Borowski stops him. And after Vitrano and Aho traded misses, Aho whiffed uh, on his attempt. Uh, the uh, Alex Wenberg went first. He was stopped by Reimer. Good blocker save. Blo- uh, blocker save also on Vitrano. And then Martin Natchez had a chance. Martin Natchez has an overtime winner. Let's see if he can put a shootout winner on the resume as he charges in on Bobrovsky. Natchez for it back in. Five hole. And it's a win for the Carolina Hurricanes. What a move by Martin Natchez. And Carolina gets the extra point. Snaps the three game streak and will take a 4-3 decision in Florida. That's 10 consecutive shootout wins for the Hurricanes. They got the win. That's the absolute most important thing about this. They got the win. They played so much better two nights ago against Tampa and lost. And they get away with two points. You hate giving Florida one because, again, they're ahead of you in the standings. Uh, but Carolina needed to get needed to get a win. This was... This, this type of a game where they were coming after a three-game losing streak against the Florida team that's really good and ahead of them, this was figure-out-a-way night, and they figured out a way. So good for them. Uh, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell. Uh, quick reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast, and it shows up in your phone if you haven't already. shows up in your phone wherever you get your, or wherever you get your podcast uh, automatically. And if you do that, it allows you a couple of things. First thing, it allows you to give us a rating and a review. We would appreciate if you do that. Uh, hopefully, it's a good one. Uh, and also, if you are a subscriber, then you get the David Ayers Podcast Special Episode 3 in your phone three hours before anybody else can get it. 
except other subscribers who will also get it three hours earlier. Quick break, Alec Campbell on the other side. Canes win at 4-3 in a shootout. All right, Alec Campbell, my friend. Stormwatch Aftermath, Intermissions host, Canes Radio Network, and uh, noon to three, Monday through Friday. In fact, we'll be there Monday through, uh, actually, I'm only on Monday through Wednesday this week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be there Monday through Friday. You will. I'll be, yeah, and I will be uh, in your chair Thursday, Friday, and doing, you know, all the Cane stuff, too. So as, I'll be around. As I will. So uh, we'll, we'll figure everything out. But, hey, they figured out how to win a hockey game tonight. They did after I was, wasn't sure if they were going to figure out a way to win yeah. a hockey game. I thought they might figure out a way to lose a hockey game. It did look like tonight. it, didn't it? Because two-goal lead, gone. 3-2 lead, gone. And... Brock McGinned all over the place. He did, right? When he had a chance to take a 4-2 lead. And <laughs> right after he did that, they scored and tied it at 3-3. Yeah. And so it was one of those games where there was some good, there was some bad. And in the end, they figured out a way to get two points. So part of it feels a little, feels good. But then part of it feels like they gave a point away. Yeah, and... Like, this is what I said in the beginning. Like, great they won. And we'll, obviously, shootouts seem to be an annuity. Um, but not only do you not want to give a point away, you don't want to give a point away to a good team that's in front of you. Right. They really should have taken both points from Florida, uh, and they would have been one point closer to the Panthers. And right now, they're two points behind Florida. I'm not so concerned about being two points behind Florida with 36 games left to play, but it's just it's just not a good thing to do, uh, and it's a totally different feel than when they tied the game up late against Florida back in Raleigh uh, and got a point out of that game. Even though they, you know, that's also disappointing when you give up uh, give up the extra point. But anyway, I I hated the third period after the first five or six minutes where I thought they were really good and that. Svechnikov penalty. It's one thing if you commit that penalty and it's Jonathan Huberdeau or Barkov or, you know, one of their really good players. But there's really no point in uh, getting, what's his name, Jake uh, Lomberg, Ryan Lomberg, in a, in a, a, in a chokehold at center ice. That, that, what are you stopping? I mean, he's just a guy, Lomberg. Right. So I didn't understand that. And then, of course, the uh, not that you have to give a power play goal. It was kind of a soft goal. I mean, I don't think it was the worst goal I've ever seen. Uh, it's probably not even the worst goal Reimer's given up this week. Uh, but it was uh, It's probably one he should have covered. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was uh, – I mean, Spetsnikov's in many ways, he's like a baby snake sometimes. Like, he, he, can't, <laughs> he can't control the venom, right? Like, he's just – He's going for the kill shot every time, no matter who it is. Um, so, you know, there's there's kind of that aspect to him because he's still really young. Like, I think we we forget about that a lot of times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, why would you why would you do that? And I, I actually thought it was a little bit ticky tack to be to be completely honest. 
just to even make the call. Um, and then on the, the power play goal, you know, it was a good feed down low. I think it was uh, who, who, uh, Barkov to Huberto or yeah. something like that down low. So, I mean, he's kind of stuffing it, stuffing it home. But, I mean, that, that, that to me spoke more to some of the struggles that I think Reimers had where pucks just somehow continue to kind of leak through when maybe they shouldn't. I mean, because maybe he's just trying to do too much there. Like, I don't know, just get in front of it right? Um, instead of trying to swallow it. You know, and maybe you live live another day. Um, like you know, the double stack uh, pad attempt on the uh, Verhage goal that nearly won the game for Florida. You know, yeah. if you're going to do that, you might want to stack your pads and not uh, have, Scissor. have, scissored them. <laughs> have them in a Y. Gosh, yeah. that was so dis- it was ver- They were very lucky. That went off the, po- uh, off the I guess, the far post. Uh, yeah. But. God, but you know, you I mean, Carolina lost that game in regulation. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would have been, it would have been gut wrenching yep. to be honest, but, but you know, Carolina had also, they had their moments, you know, they hit posts. They did. They had three shorthanded breakaways in a row in the second period, like 40 seconds so, apart. Total. Right. How crazy is that? I mean, I'm not sure I've ever seen that. They before. had four shots on goal. They had three high danger chances on that power play. Yeah. <laughs> on Florida's power play. Florida didn't have a shot on goal on that power play. Carolina yeah, had it, uh, had four. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so, I mean, one of them wasn't a shot because Nature's never got a shot because it was a poke check. But, you know, again, it comes down to a lot of times when and not what. And so you could go back and you could probably look and see, okay, well, you know, they they in the end had similar amounts of tries and similar amounts of danger. They hit posts, both teams, Oh yeah. but, but Florida did, Florida was dangerous late in the game. And I mean, they, they really opened it up. They really, they really started flying around in the third period. Here's the thing about Florida. Florida is in in a way, a little bit like Chicago. mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of a hybrid between Chicago and Columbus. Um, they're really fast, uh, and they push, and they try to create a lot of transition chances and stuff off the rush and all of that because uh, that's the way they want to play. But the uh, they give up a ton of chances. I was looking yeah. at their, uh, on natural stat trick, their um, high danger chances for and against. And I didn't compare it to the rest of the league. I just compared it to the Hurricanes. And I don't think the Hurricanes are necessarily all that stingy with... No. Right? Florida's got tons more high-danger opportunities. And they Allowed. give up more more yeah. high-danger opportunities in Carolina. That, I they, mean... Go ahead. That's Carolina from last year for me. Like, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think Carolina has been better. Like, I don't think we've seen the breakaways given up this year as much as we have in the past. No. Or the odd man rushes as much as we had in the past, but that was that's. But I, I mean, I still don't think Carolina's great in terms of their their own end defense. Um, but that that was last year was just that was Carolina in a nutshell. 
And the difference between Florida and Carolina this year, and we almost saw it tonight, is Goal that planning. Florida, well, yes, we're going to get to that. Florida has been, uh, they have converted a higher percentage of their high danger chances into goals mm. than Carolina yes. has, and they've prevented a higher percentage of high danger chances from scoring than Carolina has. That's yeah. really the difference between Florida and Carolina through 20 games this year. Florida, well, uh, on those on those particular moments, Florida's been better than Carolina. Um, yeah. So, and I, yeah, I mean, and Car- Carolina had, you know, they weren't, they, there were so, so many times when it was like they couldn't finish their opportunities in the past. And not to mention the fact that they were giving up all those chances against James Reimer and Peter Morozik. Right. So now you're doing it against guys who are basically league average goaltenders, whereas Florida's got Bobrovsky. So maybe it's a little league average goaltender until his last two games. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's, you know, he's pretty good. Oh no. (laughs) And, and Carolina is going to see the better of the two goaltenders. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see Drigger. Drigger. We're going to see him on uh, on Monday. All right, let's get to the let's get to the goaltending real quick because I have a couple of things. Then we'll whip out our stars. Okay. Um, I don't want to say it's a concern, but you know what? I think it's a concern. You and I have talked about this before. Against not every team in the league, but heck, even against Chicago, against Columbus. Uh, I'm not sure about Nashville. Dallas, especially, uh, well, I don't know that Ben Bishop's coming back. Carolina doesn't have the better goaltender right now. And I think Mrazek will change that when he comes back, and I think he'll get a better James Reimer when Mrazek comes back and starts playing more of the games. Uh, But they lost the goaltending battle tonight. They lost the goaltending battle uh, three of the four games against Tampa. That is a and they're and they're allowing soft goals. Uh, we can yeah. debate how soft the goal was tonight. Uh, we can even say it wasn't a soft goal. I I don't even care. Uh, but we do know that they have allowed plenty of Cottonell specials, and that's a t- <laughs> that's a tough way to win in this league. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I actually I didn't. I did. I didn't think they lost the goaltending battle. Maybe they did. Maybe I. Maybe I've misread it. Um, and maybe I'm just solely, you know, dealing with the fact that the Canes won the game, and that's the only reason I'm saying that. He was better than uh, Bob because in the shootout. I mean, because Bobrovsky was. I mean, he got beat on the same thing three times. Yeah. I mean, how does that even happen? <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't know that I, I I don't know that I think they lost the goaltending battle. It might have been close, but um but I do think that Reimer and, and this is not this is not really new. I think he's been kind of fighting it for a few games and he got away with it before and now he's not getting away with it as much anymore. But I think coming into the, to tonight it was like Eight of his last nine games, he'd given up three or more goals. He's given up and, three, at least three, in every start except his first two. And there were a couple of five goalers in there too. Yeah. So I think things, and he, I mean, the softies, the the puck trickling underneath him. That's right. the kind of stuff that's that's going on right now. Yeah, uh, that can't happen. So I do feel 
a little nervous about Reimer at the moment, but I'm not sure that like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not ready to be like, Oh yeah. Ned's Ned's the guy. I mean, he had, you know, he's basically, he's had a couple of good games, right? He was, he had the shutout. Was that his last time out? No, he had the shutout and he gave up two goals in the, uh, the four, two loss. Yeah. And he looked, looked pretty good, but it's like, we haven't seen that much of Ned. Right. So I'm not ready to just like declare Ned definitively the better guy. Maybe he will end up being that guy, but I like, I'm not like, I guess I just don't, I was cool with them going with Reimer tonight. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, Wasn't, wasn't upset about that, but he is just a little bit, I don't know, man, like not confident. Well, I think, uh, again, I think that this problem will be rectified when Morazic comes back and Reimer can kind of assume the role of backup. Now, Morazic is not going to play like Andre Vasilevsky, where he plays basically every game. Um, he's going to play, you know, uh, of if he comes back and there's 30 games left, I think Peter will play, as long as he's healthy, he'll play 18 of the 30. Mm-hmm. And Reimer will play the other 12, or maybe he'll play 10, and Ned will play two. Who knows? But right now, Reimer's had to play a little bit more than half. And I yeah. think the just that little extra exposure has been a problem for him. The one thing until tonight, the one thing, and I again, I mean, the only goal I really fault him on would be the first one. Uh, the other two, I mean, two-on-one, great play by Vetrano, great goal. The other one, Patrick Hornquist, uh, just batting a centering pass at a midair thigh high, just incredible. Uh, wh- wh- I mean, wh- where did that guy get the skill from? I mean, what a feed from yeah. Mackenzie Weger, like just a backhand saucer pass. <laughs> I mean, that was sick. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So again, I'm not. I don't. I don't uh, blame him for either of those goals, and he made good saves in the shoot in the shootout. The, right. la- the last two saves are good blocker saves. So and he made he made some good saves early in the game. Yeah. I thought he was good in the first period. Excellent in the first period. Yeah, yeah. he really was. Um, but I think he'll be better when he doesn't have to play as much. Uh, yeah. And until the last couple, he's been really good in the third period. So uh, tonight, I mean, again, I don't really blame him for the uh, for the second and third goals. Uh, those were more breakdowns. Svechnikov, uh, that was the first goal. Yeah. Svechnikov with a bad penalty. Um, Dougie not not knocking the puck down in the neutral zone. I mean, I don't want to blame Dougie for that, but because it was kind of a freakish play that happened so fast, I think the decision was, to not the, retreat yeah. was probably. Yeah. You know, Slavin right. was back. Right. Dougie should have been back. But it was too. a two two on one. Right. I mean, they just got they got caught in a very compromising scenario because of it i mean if you're gonna you're gonna if you're, if you're not gonna hang back then you got to make a play right and he didn't make a play uh so. and then uh slavin made my a great baseball play. coach would have been yelling at him to use two hands <laughs> slavin made a great play on what ultimately ended up being the third goal for florida and he got it to ajo along the wall and sebastian lost the puck off his stick and it never came out of the zone uh, and probably 30 seconds later, it went behind Reimer. That was the that was the pass from Weger. Uh, how about the how about the play with with Slavin picking somebody's pocket at the end of the game, 
when they were dude was walking in with oh, a breakaway. Yeah. They're, How did he do that? That was, I mean, that was just, he's a wizard. <laughs> that was magical. Yeah. We, we're, we're starting to see the Jacob Slavin of old, uh, get back. So that's, uh, that's encouraging. So he can cover for, uh, most of the time for Dougie doing Dougie things. Um, all right, whip whip out your stars for me. All right, I had uh, Fogel, Trocheck, nice. and Pesci. Nice. Little Pesci was Fogel my number one star. Yeah. Pesci, Pesci has been. I think Pesci's been the best player. Yeah. All season. Yeah, he has. I didn't give him first star though. He was first star for me. I had Trocheck as first star. Pesci second star. Uh, and I know he only played 11 and a half minutes, uh, but uh, I gave Jake Bean for his first NHL goal. That was such a good shot and a smart shot. Um, yeah. And oh, wait, maybe I gave Bean a, maybe I gave Bean a star. Fogel was very good tonight, that. though. Yeah. He was very good tonight. Uh, yeah. By the way, have you noticed uh, Cedric Paquette's minutes uh, have been greatly diminished? Have a six twenty seven tonight. Yeah, uh, Lorenz played like nine. Martinuk played over eleven. Not a lot of that was shorthanded. Only one minute was shorthanded. I wonder when Taravainen comes back if we won't see uh, Lorenz stay in the lineup. Hmm. I just wonder about that. Um, so, you know, Paquette's ice time was really slowing down in Ottawa. Uh, look, I still think it's a good trade because Ryan Dezingle could not help this team. Uh, so, still a good trade to get uh, Cedric Paquette, and I think Paquette will help this team. Uh, but I can make the argument that Steven Lorenz should stay in the lineup. Um, yeah, if he stays agreed. in the lineup ahead of uh, you know ahead of Cedric Paquette, nobody's going to be upset about that, except maybe Cedric Paquette. Uh, but, you know, he's going to get an opportunity to play. We don't know when Taravine is coming back. He's not even on the trip. One more game in Florida and then a trip to Nashville. Uh, so, um, but that's, uh, I, I, just, I, was, I was a little surprised at that. Uh, Paquette did get an assist, by the way, on the, uh, on the Fogel goal. And that's, that, that's where Pesci is just really good at getting shots through. The first, mm-hmm. first shot was blocked, but he's just really smart. And I, I think Tripp said it. But it did kind of look like he was aiming at Fogel's stick. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't look like he was throwing it on net. It looked like he was throwing, throwing it to the side a little, for sure. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, all three of Carolina's goals were, were because of net front presence. All three mm-hmm. of them. Fo, uh, Trocek with the, the high slot deflection, and, and Stahl was also in front. They had double double net front there. Niederreiter was in front of Bobrovsky on the bean goal because that's the only reason why that goal... Uh, got through because Bob was bothered by Nino. Uh, and then Fogel at the side of the goal. See? And Bean, I, I liked Bean a lot. I, 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 I'm I here for Bean Gardner as the regular pair with Hayden coming in and out. How, how, about, uh, how about the Hurricanes being automatic, I'm using air quotes there, in the shootout? I don't think Rod. Well, I don't think Rod appreciated that. <laughs> right? No. There's, no um, there's nothing automatic in this league, man. <laughs> well, I think it's because I said that the Canes are no longer undefeated in overtime and shootouts. 
So I reversed jinxed them into being undefeated in the shootout. 26 and a half months. That was the last time they lost a shootout. Man, that's a hell of a run. <laughs> December 14, 2018. All right. On that note, they needed a win. Uh, Tampa blew out Dallas 5 nothing. Dallas is in a bad spot. Nashville won. They beat Columbus. Columbus is also in a bad spot. And uh, Detroit beat Chicago. Detroit scored five goals on Chicago. Chicago should be embarrassed. Uh, all right, we'll, uh, we'll do this again Monday. All right, sounds good. Talk to you then. I think we're all tired. Carolina got a 4-3 win. Uh, didn't like them in the third period, especially the last, say, uh, 10 minutes, except for that three-minute stretch right after Florida scored to make it 2-2. That was the that was probably the best three minutes they gave us in the uh, third period. But they got they got the extra point, gave one away to Florida, which is not good. But they got the extra point, and that's good. Uh, my three stars were Jake Bean, third star, Brett Pesci, second star, and Vincent Trocheck, first star. Uh, big emotional night for Vincent. Glad he uh, glad he got a goal. Glad he scored again in the shootout in Carolina again. Four in a row, four and zero this year. Ten in a row dating back to December 14th of 2018. The Cades Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no better place. Don't go anywhere else. Aluminumcompany.com. Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job. All right, Cades win it 4-3. They are now in third place in the Central Division. Two points behind Tampa and Florida. Tampa has a game in hand on the Panthers. Uh, So, until next time, uh, by the way, next time is when the David Ayers podcast drops, episode three, uh, and that will drop Monday. If you subscribe, you get it Sunday night. So give us a rating, give us a review, give us some suggestions. I thank you very much for your time. I'm Adam Gold. This is the Canes Quarter Podcast. Later. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.